340 Wednesday football. Is this sick or ridiculous, Rob? It just didn't feel right. It was like watching something you know you shouldn't be watching. It's like watching porn in the living room or something. You know what I mean? Like nothing <laughs> felt right about it. The sun was still out. I just got off work and I was watching it. I wanted nothing to do with it. Uh, luckily, I know some people on Twitter have already made this joke. It kind of looked like a Mac game. Uh, there was fumbles and interception in the first two possessions for the Ravens. They looked horrible. Steelers offense looked great. I'm not a fan of the Wednesday night football if it's going to look like that. Yeah, it was sloppy. And uh, we got some Trace McSorley. We got a little RG3 comeback. Um, yep. The ending was okay, but the the game, yeah, a little sloppy. I will say uh, before the game, I, I formulated this thought, and it's 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 like Fort Minor, you know, a little callback to a previous episode of Greasy. Yeah. Fort Minor, you hear it once, you're like, this kind of slaps. You know, this is different. I like this. You hear it a couple times. Not bad. This is different. Mm-hmm. Five this guy pleasure, <laughs> <laughs> it becomes a mainstay on your playlist. It gets a little old, right? It's it, it doesn't hit the same. And so no. I liked it today. It was fun to have the 340 game, especially when you're a lot of people working from home. It's a little, little gift. Uh, but now we don't have Thursday football screws up the schedule for next week. So it's it's Fort Minor. I want to hear it once every five years. Right. It's kind of like Creed for sure. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you hear my sacrifice at the bar at 145. You're like, this song slaps, but I don't listen to it. You mm-hmm. wake up hungover the next day. You're like, that's why I don't listen to it. Yeah. Uh, for sure. You got um, your buddy that plays Creed like every weekend. Like, we, yeah. we get it, dude. It was funny. We get it. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, um, but yeah, it, Definitely not something I want consistently, especially with the game getting pushed back almost a week. Just waiting for the fantasy week to turn over was miserable, too. You're talking about, Mm -hmm. like, your fantasy matchup ended on Monday. I mean, pretty much a foregone conclusion for some people, but you're waiting on to see if Chase Claypool scores six points on a Wednesday afternoon. Nobody wants that uh, right now, and that's, like, the main reason most people are turning in. Uh, tuning in for the football game. So just fantasy implication and betting implications. I cannot imagine betting on that. Trace McSorley, the last minute covered, I would have been pulling my brains out if I was a Steelers better. Yeah. Uh, Luckily, uh, it's not legal in Ohio yet. Otherwise, I would guess we had uh, we would have some juice on that game, and probably yeah. not knowing our history, not in our favor. No, uh, it's not. good to have us back. You know, it's good to have you back. See your face. Took a little uh, break last week because of Thanksgiving, and uh, maybe we should just get rolling right into the pick six. What do you think? Yeah, before we get rolling though, DJ, a lot of people are asking. Uh, I know you prepped the cornbread for the family Thanksgiving. You know, it was mm-hmm. your one responsibility this year. How the cornbread turn out? Was it dry? Was it you know? Did it? Did it live up to the hype, I guess, what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, great follow-up. Uh, I have to say I had quite a bit of assistance in making it. Uh, I would mm-hmm. say it's pretty much your standard uh, kind of spooned-out uh, cornbread. It was pretty solid, though. It's hard to screw up. And uh, I think it was one of those dishes, though, that only like one-third of it, maybe one-half, got eaten. Yeah, um, so, you know, that's not the best reception. Mm-mm. But you got to make but, a big deal out of it, you know, push it on people. Right, and when right, you say you right. got a little bit of assistance making the cornbread, are you talking <laughs> like you did half the work or you did less than half the work? Where are you at on this? Uh, 10%. You did. You yeah. showed up. You were the hype guy. You, know, you were <laughs> the box guy. I was in the guy. same room. I was in so, the same room. Yeah. Love that. So shout out to um, Ray for making sick-ass cornbread for sure. It sucks you just pinned me in the corner there because I got to be honest. Right. I kept it general, but, you know. I knew you were going to so I had to say 10%. Thanksgiving was the uh, success, though. Yeah. Senior dish, one-third, though, never feels good. Um, 
Moving on though to the pick six. Am I rude if I don't ask you about your Thanksgiving though, or should no, I? No, like, I, just... I didn't really talk about it. Turkey was good, <laughs> you know, everything was yeah. good. Listen to Alice's restaurant, uh, and saw that some people on TikTok were talking about Alice's restaurant. Oddly enough, there was a semi-viral video out there, but it was a good run of the mill Thanksgiving over here at the Law House. Got drunk uh, and watched football. Didn't go well yeah. on that front, you know. The football game uh, bet on the wrong side. Cold this weekend, but hey, I'm ready to start heating up this weekend. It was definitely missing, too, without that night game. Just felt mm-hmm. different. You need the night game. All right. Uh, start with the pick six. We got some iPhone notes. And what else we got? I think we're going to give some predictions for this weekend of the teams we're interested in. Uh, but first, we were texting this morning. Uh, big thing popping off on social media right now is Spotify wrapped. And you had a take on that. So why don't you share that with the people? Yeah, Spotify wrapped, kind of incredible, just kind of like uh, looking back on what you were into for the year. Um, And we've noticed some people on social media sharing that we were one of their top podcasts, which is absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't imagine what a real artist feels like knowing that they like uh, are with somebody and somebody's listening to them for that amount of time. Uh, So Mm -hmm. the people that have listened to the Greasy podcast, like there's actual gratitude, I know, for me and from you. For tuning into us, like we're a bunch of idiots talking, uh, and you obviously know us if you're listening to us for any extended period of time, but it's still definitely appreciated. Uh, but well, my main thing on that front, real quick, is I was talking to some friends via the Zoom meetings are kicking back up, I think, mm-hmm. you know, with friends, and uh, a few of my friends, not to name names, I guess I could because they don't listen. They said the last time and they pulled up their iPhones, and the last time they listened to us, was, one was. April, I think, and the other was June. And yeah, you know, we're consistent it, as hell pumping on episodes. Uh, and so I acted now's like a great I was time cool. to jump back in. I acted like I was cool with it, but was I? Did it get under my skin a little bit? A little bit. You know, June, yeah. like, get me right. one in the last three months. But anyway, go ahead. Right. Um, no, good point on that. It, now's a great time to jump on the hype train. We're only getting bigger and better from there. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly, uh, exactly. But my take on Spotify playlist was I see everyone sharing, uh, and it's great to see what kind of music people listen to. But I know for a fact I'm not comfortable sharing my Spotify like top playlist, top songs, all that information, because I'm like severely embarrassed by some of the stuff that I've listened to over the course of the year. And I think that if you're not embarrassed by at least one thing in your top five, like one song, one artist in your top five. I don't think you're pushing your music boundaries enough. Like if you're just listening mm-hmm. to the pop stuff and that's what you like, I'm not judging you, but I think there's other music out there that you could be interested in and you need to push it and finding out what it, what that like last song is that you're embarrassed by and then find somewhere in the middle. Does that make sense? It does. I thought your take was the opposite of that though, that if you're not willing to share the top five, if you are embarrassed about it, then shame on you. So now my head's in a, I'm spinning. Oh, like I have stuff that I don't want the public to see that I listen to for the last, you know, 200 hours in a week in April. You know what I mean? Uh, right. And I think you, you should feel a little bit embarrassed. And if you don't and if you're not embarrassed by it, then like good for you for feeling so comfortable in your music taste and like non-pretentious. Because I think I'm a little pretentious. I really care what my music tastes are. And I don't want people to see that I listen to a song 60 times in her own name. Yeah. I don't want to see that. <laughs> That's fair. That's I, I would guess my most embarrassing, which I'm I'm free to share, is uh, Bieber was my third artist. I, I just love Bieber, but that's a maybe a little bit of a weird thing to say as a 30 year old male. Uh, but I rock his music, obviously. Love it. Yeah, that's uh, that's great that you're sharing that. You know what I mean? That you feel comfortable. And 
I think that there are people that curate their their music throughout like the year. Like this is my the person I really want to like, and this is what I want my top artist to be in like on my on repeat stuff. And I just don't think that's the way music should be. And if you're not doing that and you're comfortable with those music artists, then great on you. But I just feel like I'm not. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I agree. Push those boundaries. Uh, but my dad sent me his today after I showed him how to access it. And I know you you know my dad a little bit. Uh, yeah. and I'm interested if you could guess any of the five of his Man, I feel like he's artists. like a 2000s rap guy. And I don't know enough <laughs> about 2000s rap to really uh, eh. tap into that. Um, but, I'll, I'll run down the top five then. Or do you have a guess? Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Your dad's getting into it. I don't know. He does like Earth, Wind, and Fire, but they're not <laughs> in the top five. Number one was Seal. Okay. Two, we're going to take a turn here. Post Malone, number two. I think I should have guessed that, yeah. Three, Anderson Pac. Four, okay. Shaka Khan. And five, Shot A. Really? So he, I like the he, Anderson Pac pick, yeah. Him. The shot A and the uh, seals of the world, which makes sense. But I yeah. love that Post Malone just comes in at number two out yeah. of nowhere. Shot A with that smooth ass jazz does hit a little different. You know what I mean? Especially if he's unwinding with some IPAs. Um, but was his top song Kissed by a Rose by Seal? It was uh, Circles, which I don't know. It doesn't tell the artist. I think that might be the Mac Miller song, but I'm not okay. positive. I know he's a big Mac Miller guy. Because he has Am I Wrong. And, Isn't that a Post Malone song? Uh, oh, that's Anderson Pac. Oh, Circles. Yeah, Post Malone. Yeah, yeah okay. 100% is Post Malone. You're right. Okay. I forgot. He was, that was one he would text me. You're talking about getting obsessed with songs where you listen to something 50 in a row. That's right. him. So that was him <laughs> okay. with Post Malone. Love Circles. that out of him. Love it. There. Um, I do have, and this is number two on the pick six. I have an idea. All right. Okay. Money making idea for the music industry. So this would initially have to be rolled out, I think, by bigger artists. So picture Taylor Swift's next album or when she released for, folk, uh, Folklore. Was that okay. on your top five, by the way? It was a lot of people's, I think. It wasn't. It, uh, she was in my top artist. I don't, I don't want to go into it. I'm embarrassed myself. <laughs> I don't want to right. talk about it. <laughs> Phoebe Bridgers, Maggie Rogers, Taylor Swift. Those are all in your top you five. Hit, you definitely hit three of the five, yep. Okay, <laughs> wow. Uh, but on the day her album drops, so if Folklore dropped – you also release a, release a podcast where she, you know, it's essentially like these things sort of exist in video form where you talk in between songs and you're presenting the songs, right? But it's in yeah. podcast form and you play out the songs and you're, you know, it's whatever, hour and a half, two hours, and you get huge advertisers. Someone like Taylor Swift, I could only imagine what someone would pay for a spot. Squarespace is going to pay for a spot in that pod. And it's just a one-time thing and it's not going to really distract from the streams because people are going to listen to it once. And it's just an additional revenue stream for that record label. I see it as a win-win-win across the board. No, I think that makes a lot of sense, Siege. I don't know if it's if it's not a thing. It definitely should be. And I think that uh, Taylor Swift just did something recently uh, similar to that, was releasing the folklore like documentary, like the making of folklore. Yeah. But I think it was pretty strategic how she did it. Like when that when an album's released, you kind of want somebody like I, I imagine what it's like being an artist is like take it and make it their own and like have their own interpretation of it. I don't know if I love like somebody listening to an album the first time and saying like, this is this song and this is why I made this mm -hmm. song. And this guy hurt me and this guy, you know, or this lady broke my heart. So I wrote this song. I like that there's like some kind of uh, independent interpretation before I get told what the answer is. Um, but I think like if you did something similar to what Taylor just did with the folklore documentary and did that talking podcast like a month or two later, 
uh, when maybe interest in the album's dying down a little bit and it sparked that reignition of downloads, I think that's when you do it. Okay. Okay. We could try both strategies, see how it works. I just like the audio side. I know she's done stuff. I think even with AT&T, like on her past album, probably huge contract. So that's why you're going to do it. But audio knows is passive. You can be more video. Like I want to be at more active with it, right? You can't do that while you're well, most people can't do that while they're working. So I yeah. want something that's passive. I can download, listen to my car and so on. So that's where I come from. No, I, yeah, I think doing the same thing with strictly audio two or three months later, I've, not everyone's doing the Taylor Swift stuff, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. All right. On to number three here. And I just wanted to discuss this, this tweet because I think it was the most, it just resonated with me. Yeah. Did you check it out? The link that I, I said. Did. Yeah. So this guy by the name of at Duke of Spaghetti on Twitter, it reads playing high or playing sports in high school and coming out of the locker room to I put on for my city and then a space. And it says the city colon. It has four pictures of mm. a used car dealership an Arby's, a Walmart and the sheets. And uh, man, has there never been anything more true than uh, our upbringing. Yeah, that hit close to home, especially the sheets. Like, how did you know, bud? You know, there's nothing in our hometown except for sheets. Uh, but he hit the nail on the head. And, uh, yeah, unbelievably true. And it definitely resonated with me, too. I think it was especially because, one, the sheets and, and where we grew up, that was like the, the place to go our senior year getting flop popped in there and uh, biggest thing in the town. But also mm-hmm. I put on for my city, Young Jeezy was a massive song kind of in that I don't remember when it was released, but 2007, 2008 range. And I can almost guarantee we had like a high school football victory and everyone's you bump and I put on for my city and you feel like the shit, you know, you pretty good. and you're driving yeah. next to 17 used car dealerships. Right. And looking back on it, it makes you feel insignificant high school sports were. Uh, but at the same time, like during that moment, it made you feel like, yeah, you're the absolute king of the town. All 4,500 people in Perry Village, man, they knew who you were. And that felt good. Yeah. And I'm not even making fun of it. I love like that culture. I love the Friday Night Lights bullshit. I'll get into it even at, yeah. you know, 10, 15 years removed from it. I love that shit. But I, I just thought that tweet was too good to pass up on the show. Um, on to number four here. What have you been consuming? Rob. I feel like, you know, there's a lot of stuff being like people are going back and binging the old shows. Man, I have just been pouring through Entourage episodes, man. I can't help it. I love those guys. Turtle, drama, the whole thing. Uh, Unbelievable. I'm on season four, probably my second run through uh, recently. Uh, And I can't get enough of it. But, you know, other than that, I kind of took a cool off after Queen's Gambit. After riding a high off a show like that, it's kind of tough to just jump into some other binge show. What have you been in on, Deej? Yeah, uh, quite a bit. I, I do have a point on Entourage because I think I used to be the guy that would make fun of people that would rewatch Entourage, Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. Office, whatever your given show is. And I, I've reversed course on that because there is some sort of comfort in watching those shows, right? Predictability mm-hmm. and they're just fun and uh, you can fall asleep or look at your phone or do whatever you want while the show's on. So uh had to make that clear because before I think I came out against kind of rewatching shows 17 times. Right. And uh, one of the big knocks against Entourage is that nothing bad ever happens. And that's kind of nice. Not nothing <laughs> bad ever happening in the show. Nobody's dying. Like Vinny always gets the job and turtle smokes weed. It's awesome. Yeah. And I, I've thought of a movie concept of 
similar, like legitimately it's this young male or female and they just, everything in their life go, they get laid by everyone they want to. And just mm-hmm. throughout the movie, there's no problems at all. And that's the movie concept, but I'm, I'm workshopping that one because, um, I don't really know what you do beyond the first like 15 minutes. Yeah. I don't know either. Like you think it would get a little boring, you know what I mean? Or, just, you know, or just like, objects. The odds, the odds keep stacking up against, and you feel like it's gonna It's going to build up and go against them. And you know, the world never, never does. So uh, if speaking you know, of uh, entourage, yeah. and this will be our last segue, I think to it, uh, maybe one more, who knows? Uh, yeah. But Doug Allen, the guy who created it is creating a show about the premier league soccer player, a fictional premier league soccer player, I think based on Thierry Henry. And okay. uh, it's going to be like an entourage show S show. So it's kind of getting a reboot. So I'm excited for that too. Hopefully nothing bad happens yeah. there. Yeah. Awesome. Love that. Uh, but bad shit happens if any of that show, but you always know it's going to turn around. Um, I've been watching a lot of HBO shit, so just run them down Humble quickly. Passive Watch with Dre watching Love Life, which is Anna Kendrick's show on HBO Max. Decent. Okay. She just runs through like seven guys and then ends up with, well, spoiler, ends up with one of them and uh, has a baby. Whoa. Show. Yeah. <laughs> big time spoiler. Uh, yeah. The Undoing, which was big hype this week with Nicole Kidman, six episode miniseries. Uh, pretty good. I'm not going to get Yeah, I heard a lot of press about it. Uh, I watched the first 15 minutes. There's obviously that tea scene and I'm like, what the hell am I watching? Uh, and then <laughs> yeah. I kind of jumped off after that. I was like, I don't know where this is going. I don't want to, I don't think I want to know. Um, but would you recommend as a DJ recommend show? Uh, whew, I'm, I'm teetering because I know what happens and all. Yes. Okay. I think cause it's low commitment. I'm in on like these serious cause it's, it weighs on my mind. Some of these serious shows, whatever, but mm-hmm. I can plow through six, seven episodes and boom, you feel like, and part of me, like there's this constant need to feel like I'm, uh, up to date on things and know about like the latest trends, I guess. I don't know. I have that pressure on me for no reason other than my own mind. Okay. The little so when I see everyone talking about the undoing, I want to know like what you know, I'm going to watch it. And then industry is also another HBO max show, which is, uh, an English show. And they're at this investment banking. It's high pressure and all this bullshit. Pretty decent. A lot of nudity and sexual, uh, some crazy stuff happens in it. So don't watch it with um, your kids. Okay. Don't have kids. It wasn't planning on it, but I'll, <laughs> might have to, you know, we'll turn on yeah. it. We'll see what it's about. Right. Um, there's some shocking stuff in it, but so if you like that kind of, uh, I would say maybe a little soft core almost. And yeah. Wow. HBO is yeah. good for that every once in a while. Yeah. So obviously I ran down a, a, quite a few HBO shows there and yeah. We get it through, well, you know, we got the hookup, right? And We do. Do you ever feel bad, like, when you mention an HBO show and you know, like, the person across from you doesn't have HBO? Yeah, I do. You know, and, uh, you know, I want to share the info. I really do because I want the person to watch the show. Like, I'm recommending the show. And they're never going to be able to get HBO. You know, they're not going to go out and pay the extra 15 bucks just to watch this one show that I recommended. Um, but giving the password out comes at a cost. You know what I mean? Like if we get too many people on that HBO account, I might lose it. And I think that's what it's like being rich. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have the money and I want to help out other people, but I don't want it to come at the cost of me not being rich anymore. You know what I mean? I don't want to give away everything that I have 
to the point that everyone else has the same as me. And I think that's what it's like being rich. And that's all I can equate it to is my one HBO max password that my buddy gave me. <laughs> I like that. I feel like a, a, a need certainly to tell people, yeah, it's my friend's account. You know what I mean? Right. Like I've been like, watching it's, show, well. right? it's my friends. It's right. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't make that clear, there's a sort of an expectation that you need to share the login. Right. And, you're, and then if they do ask and they do probe and say like, oh, what's your login? You know what I mean? They take the big jump. You got to be like, it's my buddies. I don't know if I feel comfortable doing that. He asked me not to share it. You know, he's one of my close guy friends. Yeah. Then you got to go through that song and dance like Netflix passwords. You want to ask me for my next Netflix? I'll create a profile for you. I'll put your own right. avatar up there. I don't care about that. Yeah. But the HBO Max comes at a different cost, you know? Yeah, now I'm Googling HBO Max, uh, number of people that can be watching at one time, making sure that's all clear. All, you know. Right. Yeah. If I'm the owner. Right. Oh, you back in the day, HBO Go. Shout out. Uh, well, I don't know if I'll. Shout out our friend, Caitlin Quayle, had the hookup. Right. I think yeah. we had 200 plus people on that. HBO oh Go account. Game of Thrones <laughs> premieres. Yeah, that was the only thing holding up North American viewership was uh, KQ's account. So shout out Caitlin yeah. for sure having us there. Uh, and this is a good time to plug like some of our other accounts. You remember when we had the MLB password that was oh, like blackout wow. restricted? Uh, I mm -hmm. won't say the name on this in case he's a listener, but he worked <laughs> at MLB and none of his games were blacked out. I don't know how we got it, uh, but Zevon1984 live on forever. Yeah, incredible run. Incredible run oh on God. that account. Yeah. Uh, man, those were the days. The Wild Wild West. Luckily, like we're not fully there yet where like Netflix is cracked down, but you still get some leeway with the number of people and all that mm -hmm. shit. I hate like Hulu. It's like you got one person, max, boom, done. Right. So that's where we're at. Um, you, though, we, we briefed it. We played each other in fantasy. So this is number five yeah. on the pick six. You whoop my ass. Your team's good. My team sucks. I'm out of it. Uh, so you got a lot of juices, I assume, flowing on Sunday mornings. The Browns are eight and three. Got a pretty good fantasy team. We've been gambling a decent amount. What do you wake up? Like, what's your first thought when you wake up on a Sunday morning? First thing I wake up is it's about the Browns. I check my fantasy roster to make sure no one's dead. But then I start tuning about the Browns. I start getting hyped, especially with them having playoff expectations at this point. Eight and three. Uh, I think they have the best record. Or they haven't started eight and three since like 1993 or 94 or something like that. Ridiculous. So uh, definitely most of my vibes going towards the Browns, but it's hard to look past a fan. I mean, this week I was playing you, so I didn't really have to focus too much on fantasy. <laughs> uh, my bad. Uh, but no, like, you're good, man. It's true. Fantasy kind of goes on the back burner, I think, for me when the Browns are good. Obviously, I want my fantasy team to win. But as we get deeper into the playoffs, we get to that championship level and I have a shot at it. A lot of juice, so I'm sure we'll start flowing that week for sure. Yeah, uh, this year so you're right. You got to check every Sunday morning. You got to check five minutes before kickoff. You got to check before the four o'clocks. You never know mm -hmm. when a dude's gonna be out because of COVID or whatever. But yeah, now that my team sucks, I think all three of my fantasy team sucks. I'm juiced on the Browns. I think this is the first week I've truly appreciated. Now they did, they certainly played a flawed game against Jacksonville. Baker missed some easy touchdown throws, and they, they should have won by you know a couple touchdowns, but maybe by uh, six and a half. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> by six and a half. I shouldn't say should have won. They didn't play that great, but got the W. And this is the first week I think that I fully hopped on. And it's going to sound crazy. Fully hopped on the Nick Chubb train and had like this 
extreme appreciation for that dude. Yeah, I think he's the best NFL running back going right now. I think that's the combination of how he runs. And this is, I'm going to turn it into a, you know, we're not going to pump up Nick Chubb at the Cleveland Browns too much right here. Yeah. But I th- I really do think he's the best NFL running back. Uh, Derrick Henry's coming to town. He's obviously a very good one, too. Uh, runs a little bit different style. Um, so it'll be nice to see, like, the 1980s. Like, when you hear your dad talk, oh, back in the day, the Cleveland Browns, this and that. And I was like, this is what it's going to be because they're going to run the ball 80 times in this game. Yeah, you got, the, uh, you know, you get a December cold weather game. The Browns could make a little run. I don't want to speak too soon, but. <laughs> yep. Uh, let, you know, I you get 40 runs down your throat. Browns, Titans, I think it's Titans five and a half. That may have another return on the show. So we might be talking about that line a little bit later. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so I'm, I'm purely focused now on the, the Brownies and maybe a little gambling when we, when we dabble some Sundays. Uh, number six here, and I changed this one on you because when I was going to okay. pick up burritos tonight, I yeah. thought, how, how can we improve this question? And so yeah, did you watch the, the Jake Paul, Nate Robinson fight at all? I saw the last seconds, uh, and obviously I've seen the memes, uh, but I didn't take the time to, you know, out of my day to watch that by any means. Yeah, so he's supposed to potentially fight Conor McGregor in the future, all that shit. Would, um, would you rather be in this just came up out of nowhere. Would you rather be a Paul brother or a, uh, a ball brother? Man, that's tough. I feel like being a ball brother, your dad's a jackass. Uh, and he's getting a lot of publicity that probably you don't want. And it's coming back to you. I feel like the Paul brothers, it's all, it's all, they brought it on themselves. Like they're dickheads and they brought all this notoriety and all these bad vibes and intents on them. Um, so I'd rather be a ball brother. They seem like good kids. Uh, they're just like, they have a jackass for a dad. Yeah, I think if you say you want to be a Paul, bro, it's just a bad look. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who do you think makes more? Yeah, I got to go Ball, brother, even though I think LeVar is a character in public and he's probably mm-hmm. not that bad. Like right. all those dudes still rock with them. Like he's not, doesn't seem like he's taking their money or something. Mm-hmm. Lonzo is slated, I looked this up before the show, to make 11 mil next year. That's wild. Do you yeah. think that's more than a, that's got to be, I think the Paul brothers would make more than that each individually, right? A year. Definitely would. Uh, and I don't think uh, Lonzo's got too many uh, endorsement deals going right now, the way he started. Um, we, you were talking about uh, Lonzo. Yeah, Lonzo. Lonzo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the big baller brand. I saw he broke off from that, but, you know, that's Yeah, I don't think we have much of a chance. Uh, <laughs> in other NBA news, uh, and I'm not an NBA guy by any means. Yeah. There's some baseball news going on here and there. I don't think anybody's too pumped to talk about that. Um, but Russell Westbrook, rumors of him coming to Cleveland. How do you feel about that? Would that make you at all interested in the Cavs season? Or is you just marking this up as a quarantine season? I'm not going anyway. I can't go to the casino after. I have no interest in the Cavs. I'm trying to think of like the analogy there. It's I don't want to say shit, but it's uh, it's just like throwing a bunch of uh, used parts in a bag, I guess. You know, you got the Andre Drummonds of the world, Kevin Love on the latter half of his career. Russell Westbrook, all good individual players, and but guys that want to put up stats. I don't know. It's just it's messy. I guess it's not a good team. No, I yeah, they might make it to the second round of the playoffs and get kicked. I'd be surprised. I mean, it might be. I'd be. I'd say borderline playoff team, but who knows? It's, I respect Dan Gilbert or whoever's pulling the strings now for you know 
they gave LeBron everything he wanted They trade future picks for everything. And they, they've made moves, even though Andre Drummond thing doesn't really make sense. Like they try. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I know uh, JB Bickerstaff came out and said today, I don't, I don't know why we're talking JB Bickerstaff, but here we are. He came in and said, we're not in the business of developing. We're like, we're going to play to win right now, which you have to kind oh. of respect. But it's like, dude, you're starting Colin Sexton at the two. You're not winning. All right, I'm on the I'm on the train now that I've thought about it. I I love Russell Westbrook. Why not? Okay. All right, that's the uh, that's the pick six. We'll run the numbers real quickly here, Robbie. What did we put up with two weeks of buffer of our last episode, which was Peloton Bro Thanksgiving contributions, Gus Edwards and JoJo at a bar. Jojo at a bar. I forgot about Jojo at a bar. I love that episode. Now that I hear that your Zoom buddies, though, aren't listening to the show, yeah. but we're giving them an extra week to catch up. Uh, normally, I shoot about 47 to 52. I'm going 60. Uh, people had a little extra time over Thanksgiving. Yeah, unfortunately, it's 45. Whoa. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Thanksgiving, they didn't have all that much time, you know? We're going to need to bump this up in the 50s or this show is at risk of not making to 2021. Boom. It's going to get canceled. <laughs> it's going to get canceled, right? But we have know, a high well, It's going to make it to 2021. We're going to March. Yeah. Um, but going to March that. at least. But show, uh, you know, maybe sh- if you guys, if we made your top five, you know, make us feel good. Send us that screenshot. Uh, mm-hmm. I did look at our Spotify wrapped. Um, they, they have one for podcasts. It's only like four pages. And all the only information it gave to us was we had produced 32 episodes and we were listened to in six different countries. Six different countries, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of wild. Probably just <laughs> for like burger recipes or something. And they found it right. Yeah, exactly. And then they had to or- find out about Amy Active being hot. That's what they found out about. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Yeah, man, that seems like such a throwback, but it's not. Um, I did talk about the two pink starbursts. So if you guys want to follow, uh, that was an idea I had a few weeks ago for a TikTok account where I just open up fun size packs of starbursts. Uh, yeah, I so think you, you should flush TikTok, that out a little bit. Don't just throw that in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what I do is I form this uh, TikTok account and it's at two pink starbursts plural. And all I do is open up packs and try to find two pinks and one fun size pack have yet to do. So spoiler alert opened up like 25 and, uh, got a little traction and I by a little, I mean a little, but yeah, uh, it's, it's going like the bare minimum to say that you're getting traction. I think that yeah. you've gotten right. Yeah. Uh, what yeah, are you doing yeah. with the starburst at this point? Have you, have you consumed any, do you just have like a little bucket going? There's a decent amount in, uh, in a coffee cup right mm-hmm. now. Okay. It was a split, split pack between that and Skittles because that's what all that was available. So I've been eating some Skittles too, which uh, I think was part of the iPhone notes, but I'll, we'll just discuss it now. Yeah. When was the last time you had, you like bought and had a pack of Skittles? It's been a long time. Uh, normally when I go to movies, I would try to get some Skittles, um, but I haven't been to the movies in a while. So who knows? Yeah, I, I think that's always like sort of a mind fuck to me is like thinking about a random snack or something in your life. It's like when the last time is did I consume that? And I had that with Skittles. I might not have had, I might not have bought a pack of Skittles since I was 13. Right. 
When was the last time you bought a pack of sour skills? Who knows? Yeah, maybe never. Maybe, maybe never. never. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crazy. Uh, do you want to go over my iPhone notes? Yeah, I do. Um, let's jump into that. Make sure you go follow DJ Two Pink Starburst. It's a crazy Starburst guy on TikTok. Getting traction. Mm-hmm. 500 views of video. It's unbelievable. It's great content. I think it's going to blow up. Comment FYP on all the videos. Let's jump into the iPhone note, Siege. Yeah, sure. Uh, all right. Here's a couple since I already talked about the Skittles. Liking your own text. Disliking movies at home. DJ Chark's wedding. And windshield wipers to, to describe weather. Do you say DJ Chark? Uh, DJ Chark, isn't that his name? I don't know. I always thought it was Shark. <laughs> it might be shark. I don't know. Yeah, but him being my yeah, fancy yeah. guy, I want to jump into that one for sure. Tell me about his wedding. Probably bopped. He was out this week against the Browns. This was uh, during his bye week. He got married. Okay. And I, I just remember liking the tweet, and it was, uh, I think it was just some reporter like sending his Instagram photos that he had um, posted about it, but. It's a general thought that I just I love seeing like athletes in their natural setting and his wedding and it just looked beautiful and I was happy for DJ Shark, the yeah. guy that I've thought about more than a couple times in my life, and it gave me joy just to see DJ Shark's wedding and that's basically it. There's not much more to it. I'm happy for the guy. You know what I mean? Obviously, I'm being on my fantasy team. Uh, but yeah, sick wedding. Congrats to DJ and his wife, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Shark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on. I guess no. Well, I guess the second point on that. Now that I think about it further, and what mm-hmm. what spurred me to put that in my notes was seeing people outside their natural element that you see them in a lot. Like there was this rapper that I follow who you know dresses like a rapper, and he was in another rapper's wedding. And I saw him in a suit and I thought that was like so crazy and cool to see him like as a normal human living his life with his friends. Yeah. Was Gardner Minshew at the wedding? I don't know. I don't know. I, I could see him like defying and be like, that doesn't meet my mix, meet my brand or whatever. And having like a cutoff tuxedo on or something. Dumb like that. <laughs> right. Anyway, exactly. Totally ruining the wedding. But if you didn't notice he wasn't there, he probably wasn't there. Probably not. I think that's a bad look though. Like if you're Aaron, if you're Alan Lazard getting married, if you're at that level of quarterback as Aaron Rodgers, like you at least have to invite Aaron Rodgers. Right. But it also might be the kiss of death because Aaron's like terrible relationships too. So who knows? Oh yeah. <laughs> then he's getting it in with like three of your bridesmaids, you know? It's yeah. Him and MVS yeah. just tearing it up on the dance floor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, let's move on from that. Uh, liking your own text that sometimes happens to me and I have to like go back and unlike it. And that's embarrassing. Uh, and I don't know if that's the direction you're heading, but, I, uh, let me hear about, uh, let me hear about that. Yeah. So this was just a straight, once again, about my dad, savage move by my dad mm-hmm. and actually quite, quite smart. He likes to send me reminders of things that I should do in my life. Um, uh, and this one, um, just frankly was about updating my LinkedIn. He really wanted me to update my LinkedIn. Um, I don't know why he cares that much. Um, So he sent me a text the previous night at say 9 PM. I didn't respond, went to bed. Next morning, 
all he has to do to remind me is he likes his own text. So then I get a reminder that he liked his text about updating my LinkedIn. And I'm like, I kind of respect that. Right. And then he can always take that off and send another reminder until he gets a response. That's kind of a nice move by Gary for sure. I wonder if that's like a big thing in, uh, you know, like college, you know, people are a little bit desperate. The guys, you know, you might be sending like that feeler text out. You don't get a response at 3 a.m. Yeah. And you're like, this is my one last chance. It's 345 now. This is my last bush light. I'm going to I'm going to emphasize it and just go for it or go for the question mark. Yeah, because that feels like a thing you could probably be like, oh, that was by accident. You send another text. It's not by accident. Right. I don't know. Maybe we got to get an 18 year old on and see how they're handling that these days. Right. (laughs) One of our listeners, uh, wasn't she just going to college or something? Ask her about it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) <laughs> one of the cues from the asterisk. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, yeah. Good. Um, I do want to talk about the windshield wipers describe weather. So we might as well just flush them all out. Go for a it. lot of the, you know, the Browns have had some shitty weather games recently. Yep. Um, it's hard on TV to tell how bad it's actually raining, you know? Right. Yeah, and yeah. so my thought is to the announcers or the sideline person should say, this is like setting two on your windshield wipers. That's how hard it's, you know, <laughs> throw something yeah. like that out there. Right. And you certainly do judge people that have like the windshield wipers going like full speed and it's like a little drizzle up on the freeway. Like turn it, turn it down a little bit here, bud. Um, but adding on top of that, uh, Ronnie Harrison, the Brown safety just got hurt in our last game, uh, mm-hmm. is from Alabama. And he had never played in a game below 50 degrees. And there was a video on Twitter of him shoveling off his like car getting ready to go to work on Saturday. And it was like, just funny though. Like that, you know, you never know where you're going to end up. And this dude's shoveling snow yeah. off the F-150 trying to go to work. Uh, welcome to Cleveland. Ryan. Yeah. Bizarre life that athletes live, you know, the whole like sympathy thing. I don't know. People say make millions of dollars, but you just get thrown as a 20 year old kid, get thrown to a random city. Right. Do you want to move to like uh, Milwaukee? If you're from uh, Austin, Texas, no, I I love to go to Milwaukee now from Cleveland, but like he was just yeah. in Jacksonville up until August and he got traded. I'm sure he didn't want to come here. Eight and three though, you'll take it for you know a couple months of snow. All right, uh, on to some predictions here. So we've been doing that at the tail end of each show. I think you hinted at it. Browns Titans. You said Browns are five and a half now. Moved to five six right half. now. I think it's not not a bad time to jump. Browns are not as bad. Uh, as they normally are. They don't have that signature win yet. Now would be a great time to add the icing on the cake. I think and last year the Browns opened up with the Titans. They got boat raced, absolutely smoked, 42-13. I think they bounced back this year, cover that six points. It might be a trap bet, but I love getting trapped by Vegas. Let's go. Yeah, I, I have no clue what way to lean here. I'd probably just go Browns because I'm a homer, but right. no freaking idea. But imagine 9-3, and three, dude. Nine and three, you're you're sniffing the playoffs, and With then you got the Giants still on the on the docket. Things don't go perfect for the Steelers down the stretch. Maybe they lose a game or two. That week seventeen, you might be facing whoever Josh Dobbs, and you know you could have a twelve win team, thirteen win team, thirteen might be the stretch. <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. I would take the Browns, but only because I'm a homer. More interesting game, I think, from a gambling perspective, is our Akron Zips are favored against Bowling Green. What the hell? Yeah, 
I mean, Akron's the worst team in college football, and I don't know how they would be favorite. I know they. I think they're at Infocision, right? And that place is just electric. I mean, the atmosphere. I mean, you yeah. can hear uh, Eurogyro across the street just going nuts. But the Zip should not be favorite. I, one of our buddies used the analogy last week, saying Miami of Ohio shouldn't be favored over Fairport Harbor by fourteen points, and there's no way that Akron should be favored by two and a half over. St. John Biani at this point. That's <laughs> terrible. Uh, and if you bet on them, God bless you. Curlin Hornets might be uh, might be able to make it a game. But uh, I did look great at Bowling culture, Green. Great culture there. They're, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's nothing to do. No. Uh, I did look at Bowling Green's schedule. They've gotten smoked by everybody. I think their closest game is 25 they lost by. Uh, so it should be a good shit bowl. Mm-hmm. Go Zips. I will I take. Mean, I want him to win. Yeah, let's go Homer. Let's go Zips. Um, before we leave, I do want you to comment on your hat that you're wearing, which I know people can't see. You are rocking the the what should I say? Junior version of the Rob Lowe hat, the XFL right. dad right. cap. I'm just wearing the XFL hat, and you know, there's that scene uh, where Rob Rob Lowe was an NFL game, and he was just wearing an NFL hat, and he looked like a cop watching an NFL game and I'm here doing the podcast with an XFL hat going right now. So the NFL gets Rob low and the XFL gets Rob law. So just a complete knockoff version. It fits their brand, maybe a little bit too well. I didn't even realize the Rob low Rob law thing. That's hilarious. Honestly. There's some nuance there. Yeah. 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 You got anything else for the people, Robbie? I got nothing else, man. Uh, just ready to get through another week. Vaccines on the horizon. I'm pumped about that. Um, Hearing some people might get stuck with it here in the next few weeks down in Cleveland. Man, give me that juice. Give me to an Indians game. This yeah. Time. Yeah. Get us to a bar. You can stay over, dude. Right. You can stay over for like a whole weekend. Just you conscious know. free bar. Do you feel yourself like getting down just naturally? Like feeling, I feel sort of cabin feverish inside. Uh, and I have that sort of, uh, I don't know if ADD is the right word, but something like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is, uh, this is as bad as the first round was. You know what I mean? At the first round, you, you felt like it had purpose. At this point, I don't feel like it has purpose, especially with other people out and about doing stuff. I'm not a bar guy now. I'm not a uh, restaurant guy. I'm a sit-at-home guy. And, man, it's taking a toll on me. But, hey, I'll do it for the brand to make sure that we get through it and uh, can enjoy those days beyond the horizon there. Well, you're a bar guy when bars are, are quote-unquote, safe, right? Yeah, I'm a bar guy. Oh, yeah. Okay, I was like, just trying to clear that up. I'm yeah. inviting you over when we are we're all vaccinated up and we're just gonna, you know, tear up the city. Good luck people. kicking me out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, Jack Casino. Yeah, that's right. all our money. I'm playing backer at I'm a backer at that now. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, one more follow up. Cleveland scene just released its best at Cleveland. Always worth a checkout. Number two, our favorite hotspot. We've never eaten there. But number two burger in Cleveland, Johnny's little bar. Can't wait to go at 2 a.m. I told him, hey, kitchen's closed. It's been closed for two hours. I can't wait to go back for that. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to not get the burger for the seventh time. What was number one? Uh, Hex in Ohio City. Oh, uh, Hex. Like Hex. A lot of pubs. Uh, All right. Last one. Best dive yeah. bar in Cleveland. Parkview Nightclub. Uh, okay. Which is a fan favorite of ours. Uh, and best bar games, high and dry. Can't wait to go to High and Dry. Drink some lukewarm Miller Miller High Life. Man, <laughs> give me some of that. What I'd give. All right, see you next week.